a reading from Ephesians chapter 1 that we are going to read together. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you can to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which we have called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power? God put his power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. But above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, today we celebrate Christ the King. Recognizing him as our King, we are recognizing that our lives, shaped by Christ in us, must be lived in relationship to others and to the world. What Christ has been and done for us, we must be and do for others. That is what ministry is all about. That is what it really means to be a Christian. Paul's powerful prayer in our second reading, well, in the last reading, is a profound expression of our call to live a life in Christ. It is also the amazing affirmation of God's power working in us to fulfill that ministry. The key phrase in this reading is our share in the life of Christ, which is the heritage of all of us and that power which raised Jesus from the dead, which can be claimed by us. Paul talks about this, especially in terms of our sharing the resurrection of Christ. This prayer makes it clear that the spiritual life is a life guided by and empowered by the same spirit that guided and empowered Jesus. 
the divine power of Christ is active in us. The mysterious source of new vitality by which we are made aware that it's not we who live, but Christ who lives in us. I want us to pay attention that there is a difference between following Jesus and being in Christ. To see the patterns of our lives like that of Jesus' patterns as the essence of Christianity misses the point. It diminishes the role of Jesus to merely an example that we are to follow. In this, in this reading, Paul is calling us back from that danger, reminding us that the example of Jesus is only a part of the redeeming gospel. Listen, I'm not saying that following Jesus is not important. No, 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 no. I am saying that this must be linked to the experience, to the experience of being in Christ. We cannot separate them. Jesus is not only the example we are to follow. He is the enabler of a new quality of life. And that life is really the life of Christ being lived all over again by each of us in the world. God gives us great things to do and the power to do them. God bestows upon us power to live as Jesus did. Jesus created a new possibility out of the cross, which means Jesus showed what love is able to do. God makes us able to serve Jesus with love that wants the best for all, that lives for the benefit of others, and that doesn't worry when your interests come in last. God makes you able to live like Jesus and be in Christ, which hope that sees beyond today, that overlooks the disabilities we have always had, and that beholds the kingdom of God, even now taking form among us. Think about the possibilities God wants to empower in our lives and in this congregation. In the messenger version of the Bible, Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. 
Brothers and sisters, this great power is one of our great problems in the church today. We need to learn how to exercise power. One of the best definition of power I have ever heard is this one. Listen, power is the capacity, ability, and willingness to act. I repeat it again. Power is the capacity, ability, and willingness to act. But the kind of power we need to exercise is relational power, not unilateral power, but relational power. That great power of the gospel is not like the world defines power. Jesus' death was the only death in history that didn't leave the world impoverished, but enriched. And because of that death and resurrection, we have been given a great power, not just to make a difference in the world, but to make a different world. Let me share with you a beautiful story I read this week. A seven-year-old boy from a poor family in New York was doing his bit to help the family survive. His mother set him up at the entrance of the New York subway with oranges and apples to sell. The hope was that weary workers of their, on their way home by sub subway to buy a piece of fruit to tie them over until dinner. The after work rush started. A hurrying person running to catch the train bumped the fruit stand and sent the apples and oranges rolling in every direction. Nobody cared about the little boy except one man who saw what happened, saw the despair on the little boy's face, saw the tears beginning to form in his eyes. This man set his briefcase down and began to chase after the runaway oranges and apples. He got as many as he could, put them back into the baskets, and hurried off to catch the train. Overwhelmed by it all, the little boy shouted after him, Hey, mister, are you Jesus? Hey, mister, are you Jesus? It's a simple but profound story that points the way for us. We are to be Christ to others, to live his life in the world. And I ask you, are you being Jesus 
Are you being Jesus? That's the word of the Lord for you and me. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, how many times we had the opportunity to help others, but we pass, ignoring that, that possibility. And you call us today to be like you in response that you are in us. Help us in our witness to shine the light of Christ in every moment, in any place, to every person in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.